Welcome to another episode of Exploring Christianity. I'm your host, Daniel Clausen. This week, we continue our study of Ephesians with Paul's salutation to the Church of Ephesus. And we will continue with the same method of study. First, we establish the content, then we look at the context. And in this verse, we will see it is not simply Paul's formality for expressing warm wishes, but intentional gospel greetings. So, let's begin. The second verse of the first chapter of the book of Ephesians goes like this. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul uses the expression of grace and peace often in his introductions. And when we read them over many times, we tend to pass over them as a formality, as a simple Christian greeting. And further, when we read of grace and peace, we are influenced by our modern and unbiblical definitions, that when we apply them to this, they amount to nothing more than just well wishes. So when this introduction is read, it is easily passed by as, as a proper warm greeting. But Paul uses them intentionally, with their deepest biblical meaning. And if any two words summarize the working parts of the gospel of being in Christ, it is grace and peace. I think in Paul's mind, grace is the sum and substance of why a sinner is saved, why someone is in Christ, why someone is a Christian. There is nothing but grace in Paul's understanding of the gospel, and that is clear throughout all his writings, especially in Ephesians, where he uses the word 12 times, all in reference to the gospel and the effect the gospel has on the life of the believer. So what do these words mean? Why are they so important to Paul that he must begin with them, use them repeatedly, and even end his letter with them? Well, it's because grace is the free, undeserved, unmerited mercy of God. It is the fountain of peace with God and with our fellow man. So we must begin with grace, saturate our lives with grace, and end with grace if we desire to begin, continue, and finish our lives reconciled to God and to others. This is because only by grace are we in Christ. Only by grace are we kept in Christ. Only by grace do we remain in Christ to the end. Sinclair Ferguson makes a point that grace is not simply unmerited favor, but it's demerited favor. That it's always acceptance without works, without earning it, without merit. So whether we are just saved or whether we're a mature believer, We are and remain accepted in Christ by grace. Grace means acceptance without works, forever. Acceptance without earning it, without any merit. And grace produces peace. It it produces peace with God and relating to him. So no longer do we fear his just judgment towards our sin. We can approach him with confidence because of grace. And grace, because it's stronger than anything, we do not fear falling away. We have peace and reconciliation both with God and with our fellow man. 
Paul continues by naming the sole source of our grace and peace. He says, Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Naturally, by definition, grace only has one source. God alone through Christ alone gives us grace. There is no mixture of our works with Christ's works or our works with the Father's love. Grace is unmixed and it's pure because it comes from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. It is helpful, I think, that Paul names them both because it shows us that the Father and the Son work in agreement with each other as a source of our blessing. They're never in opposition. This puts to rest the wrongful idea that God is angry with us and Christ had to quickly rush in to appease God's wrath. And John's gospel makes that point clear as well too. Because God loved us, he sent Christ to save us. So to break it down a little bit further, the way Paul speaks of God and of Christ, they tell us a lot about the gospel as well. That God our Father speaks not only of our adoption, which Paul addresses later, and we will too, but also about how we relate to God because of Jesus. I know many people have negative connections with the word father because of their experiences. But here Paul uses it only as a term of peace, that we have peace with God, our father. So experiencing the fatherhood of God is experiencing peace with God. And the Lord Jesus Christ, when we are in Christ, Jesus is our master. And the way Paul speaks of Christ as our master is always in direct opposition to sin as our master. We are born captive to the master of sin. We are born in Adam. But Christ buys us out of that market and he becomes our Lord. He becomes our master and we are in Christ. So in direct opposition to sin as our master, Christ cares for us. As Paul says later, he washes us in the word. He nourishes and cherishes us. And as our Lord, his rule is now our guide for life. And what it does is it leads us to an unblemished life. It leads us to a life of everlasting peace. So, from beginning to end, our life in Christ is a life of grace. And as a life of grace, it is a peaceful life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exploring Christianity. For more information, go to exploringchristianity.buzzsprout.com 